Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 63 of the No Shame In My Name podcast. I'm your host Juliana and today we're joined by special guest Lenore. Hi Lenore, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, thanks. Um, how's your day been? It's been interesting. So today I think the uh, a lot of lines are basically not working, so it was a very hectic day, but um, otherwise I'm really, really good. We were talking about this earlier, but I mentioned that the central line is always a nightmare <laughs> for me. But my question for you is, um, like, do you have a favorite line to travel on the tube? I actually really like the central line. Oh, really? I, I like it. For it. <laughs> I like it because I think it's very theatrical. It's always there's always some drama. Um, <laughs> so whenever my my battery dies, which happens a lot of times, um, I have something to watch. But I like the Metropolitan for its comfort because it's like really, it doesn't feel like I'm on a train. It's very calm, but it's very boring. So I guess you have to pick between boring but comfortable and uncomfortable but exciting Uh (laughs) so funny um just could you yeah please give like the listeners an introduction to who to who you are yeah so um my name is Lenore Adiremi and I'm a poet a playwright and producer I am currently studying um for my PhD at the University of Warwick and I'm also a storyteller in you know different ways and I have a podcast as well called Story Story Pod which is a which was actually because the season one just ended a four-part audio series on Nigerian history through an immersive way of storytelling but I also do other cool things like music poetry playwriting anything with words I will do so that's me wow that um the story story pod i've listened to a bit of the first episode and the production is incredible oh thank and you yeah it's so 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 good and i see you posting on linkedin i'm like this is so <laughs> so good i need like an evening to just listen to it all yeah through. oh thank you for listening but yeah, I guess you're a storyteller and we'd love to just get into the story of your name. So I'm going to start by asking the question, um, which I ask all my guests, which is what name are you bringing to the podcast today and why? So I'm bringing my name, my full name, Oluwa Lanoire, to the podcast. And that is because that is my name. And it's also because I believe the name itself is a testimony and a, a prayer, a declaration. And it really has been a name that a lot of people, whenever they hear, they're like, wait, what? Where's this from? My name is literally a conversation stuff. So I never have to think about small talk when I mm-hmm. you know, go for events because I already know that the name itself opens opens all the the doors of small talk and you know we get right into the room that's needed and that is the name i'm bringing bringing forward amazing and i i guess i think i've been probably pronouncing it with an anglicized pronunciation so could you just repeat for us like how do you say this most authentically (laughs) i feel like i've definitely pronounced it as well with like english influences because i've lost my I don't even know what what accent it would have been if it was pronounced in, in the right way. I guess Yoruba, but I guess the way I understand it to be pronounced is 
Oluwa Lanoire. So Lanoire. Yes. Lanoire. Lanoire. Okay. Yeah. Cool. More like North and Ah. Uh, so Lanoire. Lanoire. Yeah, but more like Iri than um, the R kind of. The R wouldn't. What's the word? It wouldn't be that rhythmic. It would just be Iri. So yeah, Lanoire. Lanoire. Okay, girl, I'm gonna. <laughs> You've done, you've done what you were saying before was fine, so don't worry, honestly. Oh, uh, um, I love the name. What does it mean? So the full name is Olua Lanoire, and it means... I'll actually divide it, so then I'll explain what it means. So Olua means good, Lano means rude, Ire means goodness or success. So when you put it all together, it means God has created a root of success or opened a door of success or goodness. And do you know the story behind why you were given this? Yeah. My mom says that God gave it to her and she just felt that name in her spirit. And that was where it came from. It was as simple as God just gave the name to her. and, And that's what she called me. There was no... There was no long story. It was a very short story. I guess what does, as someone who is in love with like stories and I guess even hearing that short story from your mom, yeah. as short as it is, um, what does the meaning and yeah, I guess the weight of your name mean to you today as a mm. storyteller? I think firstly, it means that it is possible for something to come out of nothing in that a lot of times we we wait for inspiration to kick in before we um, start his story. In my mom's case, I think she just had to surrender to God and God then gave her the name in the same way that when I'm writing a story, sometimes I don't even know what I'm writing. And then I just have to trust God to, um, guide me. And I start, you know, get my pen and get a piece of paper and it just flows. And so as a storyteller, I think my name has taught me the importance of surrendering and trusting and being okay with uncertainty and the unknown and just, you know, um, trusting that everything would honestly work out. And so I, I rarely ever know the the endings of my story. Um, I would just write and the end the ending would come and the middle, would, you know, would form, take form or take shape. Another thing is that, another lesson rather, is that um, names are powerful. So I really do believe in the power of the tongue. As a writer, um, words are extremely powerful. I have seen how words can make or break people. And I think for me, my own name is a testament to that in that I'm really thankful to God and, and to family and friends that my my life has been one that whilst there has been, you know, like no life is easy, but I think I have been able to have things that I can call mine, things that I'm proud of, um, and I think that's also because of the power that my my parents knew about my name and and I guess how important naming is in in that for them. So yeah, so for me, I always take words seriously. I, I try my best to not use words um, without to use words with care. So to be very intentional in the same way my parents were intentional for me. And then also because naming is a huge part of, you know, the West African oral tradition or even just any black oral tradition, names are of extreme importance. It's made me understand why, you know, things like why I name a poem matters or the name is a title of a short story or a track on a song. Um, so that is as important to me as the story. I, I really do take those tasks extremely um, seriously. 
when you think about names, you think about um, who is remembered in history and who is not, and and the exclusion of certain names um, are symptoms of a collective amnesia we have as people, as a society. So and my name is unique enough to be, to not be forgotten, but it's also unique enough to be forgotten. And so I, I've learned that it's very important to, to take up space with my name and to say my name with confidence um, and to be okay with the mispronunciations and the awkwardness that might sometimes accompany the weights that the name carries. Um, because that's still, that's my name, that's my birth name. But in, in the sense of naming and archiving, I think that I've also learned that, um, like I said earlier about history and amnesia, people remember only, people only remember when you remind them to remember. So, you know, I try my best yeah. to always bring my name up in my, my poetry. Um, a lot of my poems literally start off by me saying my name is, or my performance is rather. Um, and I try my best to ensure that that epistemic violence, which is basically an erasure of knowledge um, from, you know, the canon or from storytelling, knowledge that is often already in the margins, I, I try my best to ensure that that isn't done to my name. And so just being aware that, you know, it's important to cite people, so cite names, to memorialize the forgotten mm. through naming and and so also archive names through the arts. And I, I think that's my duty as a storyteller to archive and remember and memorialize the forgotten. And a lot of that forgotten is um or brother, a lot of the forgotten are people that are like me. So, you know, people that are black. So yeah. That's my my own story with my name. That's a very long answer, but no, I guess the short was... was the one. <laughs> no, that was so wonderful. Like you have such an incredible way with words. Thank I just you. immediately I'm listening. Like <laughs> so so good. Thank um, you. I wanted to know how did you get to a place where you've become comfortable with the mispronounce the mis um. Yeah, mispronunciation, mispronunciations that come, yeah, that accompany your name. And yeah, at what point was there a switch or have you always been sort of carefree when it comes to that aspect of how other people, you know, say your name? Um, yeah, I definitely have been carefree with it just because I, I don't think that life is that serious as long as it's done with content, like it's done with, sorry, it's not done with, um, with ill um, intentions. And I think that the mispronunciation is okay because even, like I said, I, I can't even pronounce my name well. I don't think I'm pronouncing it well. Um, I also am conscious that I am probably also not pronouncing other people's names well. So I don't think I can expect, it would be unfair to expect that of, of them. Um, so I've, I'm okay with it. I think it's, it's language, we're all playing with language and mm -hmm. language is dynamic. I sometimes used to say, don't worry, just call me Lano. But I just say, actually, now call me Lanoere. Although, ironically, that itself is the abridged version of Ulua Lanoere. So it's extremely, I don't know, it's very interesting in that. But I think Lanoere does give it more meaning because I'd rather be called rude of goodness than just rude. So, mm. um, yeah, that that is that is that with pronunciations. I've, I've become comfortable with it in the same way I'm comfortable with, with silence and with noise, I think names it's just words or it's a word it's a powerful word in my case but as long as 
people are approaching it from a place of love and, and they're trying, then for me, that's that's enough. You mentioned it's a, it's a Yoruba name. I always like to ask this, but do you have any favorite um, Yoruba names? I think some of my favorite names are names that I've, I've named my characters. <laughs> and um, so I have a character named Yeji Day. Um, and I like that name a lot. I think I've noticed I like a lot of names with a lot of vowels in them, especially vowels that are together. So obviously mine has A and I. Yeah. So I like Lanary. I like Yeji Day. Um, I really like, what's another name I like? One of my friends has a beautiful name, Mufin Folua. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And she's, yeah, she has a beautiful name. I like, um, what other name? I really like, my sister's name is really great. So her name is Fikoyere. Um, wow, I haven't heard of any of these. They're so unique. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, I like, what other name do I like? I think those are the names that come to my fiend's name is extremely unique. That's why I thought of hers. Um, yeah, those, I would say those names. I'm trying to think of any other name. Because mm. you said Yoruba names. Yeah. So, um, okay, I like Iyanu. Um, but I, I know this, the full name, I'm not saying the full name because I don't know the full name of, what's the full name of Ian? I'm not sure. Um, I like, you know, it's so crazy. Sometimes you, you blank out when you ask the question, but like, I feel yeah. like <laughs> mentally, I definitely do know names, but I like a lot of names with like joy in it. So a lot of names with Ayo in it. Mm. I've noticed that I, I draw to, so like. Um, Ayo, anything with Ayo as a sort of prefix or, or suffix, usually I think it's a, it would be in the beginning uh-huh. or the middle. But but yeah, because for me, joy joy is something I you know I resonate with. So I think names names like that, names that have meaning, you know, meanings that maybe really can relate to are names that I would often be drawn to. But I can't really remember. Yeah, besides Fiend's name. When it comes to your characters, does the name come before the character? That's a good question. Well, the play I'm writing, or rather the play I finished writing, the the character came before the name because I had to, because I, I wanted the characters to mean something and mm-hmm. I needed their names to, to um, sort of confirm their character. So... I always have this thing about saying, even though I don't know so many names off the top of my head now, I can always, there's, there's this thing about somebody looks like a name. Mm. Like you can always, <laughs> I don't know, there's something about that. I think you can look like your name. Um, and maybe we, we grow to look like our names. So with my own case, with my characters, you know, there's a character called called um, Yejide. And I just think she is like, she just looks like a and she doesn't even exist in real life, but I imagine a would think that she looks like her. Um, um, and I have another character called, um, say the name of, okay. I had a character called Joker and Joker for me is often, a, a lot of Jokers I know are charismatic and very, um, very confident. And so, she was named a joker because I, I thought that her character, I mean, her character ended up being confident. So that was what happened and, and that was it. So, yeah. I always find it very interesting when um, you can look at someone, like you said, and say, 
yeah you look like a well you don't look like a yeah it's so interesting like no i do i think it's very possible for someone to look like their name i can always always tell and i also think maybe it's because i'm paying more attention to language now but there are some people that look more like vowels and consonants like if you have a lot of vowels in your name a lot of times i've noticed the i don't know but like I feel like <laughs> it, there's something about it, especially A's and I's. Maybe it's because my name has A's and I's. So <laughs> I can always, maybe they're very creative. And actually a lot of people I do know that have A's and I's in their names are very creative people. Funny enough. That is so strange. Wow. But it could also just be my mind um, trying to make sense of, of words and language and names. So I also know that I might be reaching you sort of touched on it before in terms of like making sure that you say your name before a performance or before you're announcing a piece of work that you've done Mm. but how else do you think that we can I don't know bring more respect to names that might be marginalized or not said properly how can we say them or respect them or bring them to a place where they're not forgotten i think definitely through archiving and you're doing that already through this podcast um because what you're doing is creating a sort of digital catalog of names that are unique um so i think that's definitely a a good step definitely the archiving i think because archiving is for me it's a very political act and a very necessary act because years from now whether or not podcasts still exist this resource will still be available for people to listen back to and recollect and um, again, remember. So another way I'd say is through music. You know, it's it's very interesting, but I've noticed a lot of romantic um, Afrobeat songs tend to have a lot of Igbo female names. Mm. So you know, whether or not that association is what they were, whether or not that is, that was intentional, um, it, it could mean that every single time you think of love, you might think of an Ada mm-hmm. or a um, Chioma, i.e., you know, Chioma, Chioma, yeah. I love her. So um, it's very interesting how certain names have certain associations. So I think music is powerful in that sense. Um, a lot of musicians, whether or not they, they do that consciously, they do bring lots of names into their music. Mm. Even, what's his name? Um, Michael Jackson came to mind, but I don't know why he came to mind. I feel like, oh yeah, he has a, a song with the name of, his, of a woman. Oh, that, um, is it Diana? Diana, yes. <laughs> you know, so again, names, names travel through different art forms and mediums. I think definitely by exploring that even how artists or visual artists might choose to title their work. So, you know, if an artist draws the title of draws a, sorry, draws a, or paints an image of a woman or a man or somebody else, like they then have the honorable act of naming that, that painting mm-hmm. or whatever art it is and what they decide to name that depending obviously on things like value of the work, how the work travels, but it can also, um, spread a lot of information about about that cultural group there was a piece by i don't know the name but it was it got auctioned for a really really high price it was like a queen of um i don't know what goodness i can't remember the name now unfortunately but i need to google this 
Okay, so I remember it. It was Ben and Wunwu's painting of um, what the Guardian called the African Mona Lisa. So it was a painting of Ade Tutu, Ade Milui. And um, yeah, the painting basically was a painting of a princess in Ife. Um, and it's of you know huge cultural significance. And I'm sure people see that that picture or image now and might think this is a symbol of whatever symbol it is to them, right? But the name is what I recalled. So her name is Aditutu. The artist or the storyteller also has that honorable act of um, naming of, you know, I always say we always do naming ceremonies of our work, of our of our journeys, whether or not we're doing that intentionally, but there's always a naming ceremony as soon as the work is, is um finished or if it ever ends, but there's always a naming ceremony to be done mm-hmm. and a sort of communal gathering of people um, to honor the name one has given that piece. Um, and, and you have it, you know, in the ways in which people would always remember the characters' names when I forget the book. Mm. You know, they would say, oh, I can really relate to this character or this other character or I didn't like this character. So names names have a, a very clever way of sticking to our heads, sometimes even more than, you know, the book titles or the author's name or the, um, well, not author's name, maybe the author's image, but the name would always stick. And that's because I think people are connected to stories and stories are, I guess, documentations of, of you know, the lives of people that are named. But there are also people that are named in history that we also, you know, don't ever encounter, um, at least in that literal sense, but we might encounter through arts again. So I'm always, in my work, at least always thinking about those that are nameless or are rendered unidentifiable by history or unrecognizable or illegible. And I try to think of them as, again, um, people that had names, but had their names erased by some powerful force. Um, But I I think there's also room for those that are nameless or those who choose to be nameless because not everybody titles their piece. Some people, you know, call their piece untitled. That is a name, but it's also not a name. That's another very random thought. (laughs) Wow, no, I love it. I love it. I'm just like thinking about how, um, how names and... Yeah, how names can be tied to like our, our humanity. So like the the act of naming something like it shows yeah. that we're alive. That's the a good point. Yeah, and just hearing you talk about the responsibility of the artist or the storyteller to like in a way name carefully or name mm. intentionally. It just yeah, yeah, it just makes me yeah. marvel. Basically, no, it's true, and I I always say, I mean. Um, I, I always say to people like name me, like cite me, name me, you know, because it's so so easy, especially when you're a black woman, for your name to be erased. Um, I mean, it's done almost without hesitation, and so for me, naming is extremely important. It's it's really it is archival part of archival work, and like I said, archival work is necessary work. Uh. Um, so I do agree with you. Um, yeah, because. My my play, for instance, is on how Nigerian women overthrew colonial taxation, or at least that's what it was on. But there were ten thousand women whose names I don't know, like I don't even know who who they are, and I have to make their I had to make their names up. It was a very weird thing to do, or strange thing to do, 
But um, I guess what you said about how names are linked to humanity, I kind of felt like it became almost a sacred thing to do because I was kind of having to, or rather I had to um, encounter these people and, and do give them their own naming ceremonies, give them their own honor, um, which history um, tried to rob them off. So yeah, I do think that names are very, very powerful. And it seems like the people before us were aware of how powerful they were. Um, yeah, I don't, I think it's just so, so important. And I always say to people like, just think about who you're acknowledging, who you choose to not acknowledge and why. And within, you know, things that you, you create, ensure that you're citing or at least um, recognizing the voices of the forgotten because names do come from somewhere and names inspire other names and people inspire other people, stories travel and inspire other storytellers. So no, no man is an island truly. Um, a naming ceremony would never be done um, by one person. It's like a sort of communal gathering of people to honor, you know, a creation in the same way, the process of storytelling for me, which is heavily reliant on me also going back to my name, because there are times when I'm writing, I'm like, okay, Lanary, you're struggling with this, um, maybe the flow of this piece, but what does your name mean? And I'm thinking, okay, my name means a path of success. So uh. That means that this story will be successful, whatever success looks like to me in that, in that um, time, but it will be successful. And so my name has become this sort of affirmation, but also, like I said earlier, a prayer, a declaration, a reminder of my own, my power and, and the love I have to offer the world through my my gift that is my writing. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, I've learned so much just from listening to you in yeah, this short space of time. Um, I guess my sort of a segue question, but I saw in your Twitter that you released a sonic collage called Oh yes. is it Ayomide? Yes, yes, I yes, I did. Can you, yes. can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so um it was a, so it's a sonic collage is basically um a fancy way of saying a compilation of sounds that I loved. So um I, I basically worked with not worked, I com- I was commissioned by Loughborough University. Mm-hmm. the arts by this amazing um woman called esther renee and she commissioned me to create work on black joy and so i thought well let this be an intergenerational um piece i don't want it to just be from me so i recorded conversations um between my grandma and myself and my mom and I had that as a snippet and then i got the editor who edited the piece um with such um, generosity and, and love and he created this piece of um, sounds from my grandmother my own poetry as well um, and then combined it with my mother's recollections of what joy means to her so the whole process itself was extremely joyous but the outcome was um, a collage of what joy means to different people at different points in time yeah and it's it's on my Instagram um, Laneri underscore Adirami it's in the link in my bio but thank you for asking that question. Yeah, just I love how I feel like your the stories that you tell, they're sort of they always well, just from speaking to you and just seeing what you post as well, 
like they take on this intergenerational sort of like looking back and bringing history to the Mm -hmm. forefront so yeah that's so like such a gift I think but Mm, thank you thank you for mentioning that that's so great to hear yeah because I guess when you're creating work you're so like it's it's an it's work that you're kind of it's like interior work but when somebody else is commenting on its exterior so you begin to see yourself it's like when you're out of your house and you look at yourself um, let's say the window you can see your reflection but it's different when you're inside the house and you can see your reflection because mm-hmm. it's a different perspective and I feel like what you just offered me what you're offering through that those words those really kind words have allowed me to see another reflection of myself that I wasn't able to see because I'm the one inside I don't know if that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> girl you, every story is just flowing through you left oh. right <laughs> goodness it's because you've created such a a calm space for that i feel like this is also like it's just been nice to just um i guess yeah like dance in my head (laughs) and then voice these these stories um so thank you for your questions as well it's been really great and reflective i guess my last final question will be um that i'll say everyone is what do you want the world to know about your name or names in general? I think I would like the world to know that my name is a testimony. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Because testimonies bring people together, but also remind you of the amazing things that God has done for you. And I think my name is always a reminder of that. So I would say to people, especially people that don't think that they have amazing names, I think you can give yourself another name. Um, it doesn't have to be public. It can just be the name you give yourself to remind you to just keep going. Um, yeah. And I think if, if you don't, if you don't think you have a wonderful name, name yourself. Um, and for those that do think they have wonderful names, go back to those names. And if you have to write the meanings down, so you always remember the testimony that is your name and that will be your name. If the testimony hasn't been fulfilled but at least if you think it hasn't been fulfilled, then at least you have something to go back to and to hope for. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Oh my gosh, a resounding thank you <laughs> so <laughs> much for sharing your thoughts and your stories. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And well done for creating this podcast. It's really necessary. Uh, and you're archiving names, which means you're archiving history and stories, which is beautiful. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. <laughs> Do you have any um any upcoming projects, plays that you would want um, the world to know about? I I mean I would say to people follow Story Story Pod, which is my um audio series accounts um Mm -hmm. yeah because there would be i mean we're on a break now but there would be you know news soon and soon can mean a year six months three months Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i would say just my everything would be on that page also my own personal page i'd share announcements but um at the moment i don't really have anything planned in terms of events um yeah Sweet, yeah. Make sure you lot listen to Story Story Pod. I'll be listening to with you. But um, yeah, thanks again, Lenare. 
do you speak Yoruba? Very sad. Side note. Very, very, very bad. Because I always try and get my guests to share a part of their language that they can teach oh, us. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I can share something like Munje Iresi Atiomi Obe, which means I'm eating rice and stew. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I really, really mispronounced that. So if anyone <laughs> is listening and is, you know, cringing, yes, um, don't worry. I share that cringiness as well. But that's my, my attempts. Wait, wait, what is it? Monje, monje. Monje iresi ati omiobe. I don't know if that's good. I just remember when I was in year eight, um, yeah. secondary school, I really wanted to learn how to say I'm eating rice and stew because like, I love rice and stew. And so for some reason that stuck in my head. Mm. I know iresi, I don't know if it's iresi, or, I think it's iresi or iresi, I don't know, but it means rice, I believe, and omiobe means stew, omiobe. because omi is water, omiobe, but me, I'm not pronouncing it well, so I'm the worst teacher of this, I'm probably mispronouncing it. <laughs> that um, sounded good too, all I know in Yoruba is mofejeon, I don't know if I'm saying oh, that wrong, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's, that's right, mofejeon, yes, I think maybe, maybe I should have said mofenje iresi, because that means like I want to eat rice and stew, I guess. But Yoruba is so poetic. I, I really do admire it for its rhythm and poetry. Thank you for listening to the No Shame in My Name podcast. Until the next time, bye. forget to like share and follow our content we're on instagram at no shame in my name pods